old-fashioned tablets up there. <laughs> 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 Stone tablet behind you on That's the, all right. on the I wall. Keep the lead, I still have the old-fashioned tablet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> I that's have okay. my old-fashioned. <laughs> Okay. Is it in English or is it in Spanish? Um, let me double check. Okay, yeah, I'm good. I okay. know. I was like, should I check that? <laughs> so are we going to start in chapter one again? Uh, no, we will be in the second. It is in chapter one. You're right. But it's verse two. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, gosh, that's so much farther. <laughs> well, well, look how long it took gym. us for verse one, okay? <laughs> it took a minute. All right. Uh, let's just read, say, maybe the first uh, one verse. All right. Verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What do you know about that verse? Let's, let's cut through what we do know. No, it's the second verse. There I was nothing. There was nothing, right? What is that formless and without void? Have you heard that before? Yeah, of course you have, because you were here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it, is, it is the word tohu wabohu, and that means formless and without void. Now, if you hear some of the different theories, like the gap theory, this is that verse that they say, well, what do you mean? Um, it was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And they say, oh, somewhere between verses 1 and 2, God created the heavens and the earth, and so now there's this room for this gap theory that says uh, Satan fell at this time, it poisoned the earth, who knows how many billions of years happened, and then in verse 2 he started recreating again. Right. Oh, I was going to say, well, how do they explain all those other verses then about what he did on, you know, the Ex third day and the fourth day? Exactly. Well, apparently they, they say he started over, right? Um, this is very, it's a very popular theory, um, but we can look at some of the reasons why it's garbage, right? Um, Blue Letter Bible, David Guzik, um, he said um, right there in verse 2 that... The Spirit of God was hovering over the water, and he hovers intimately over the waters. And we get this picture of the Holy Spirit is just like it says in, um, in the Old Testament, like, a, like an eagle hovering over its nest, over its young, almost this protective kind of a phase. Now, this whole the earth was out without form and void during this time isn't because... He's hovering over the nest because everything has gone chaos. Um, what that actually means, if you look at your handout, um, the Genesis record, this is Henry Morris. Um, go to the second page. It starts talking there about, um, about halfway down. And Isaiah 45, 18 is where they're pulling this. Um, verse that says, you know, um, God wouldn't have created it in vain. So they say, well, if he didn't create it in vain, then um, there's no way he would have created it formless and void. And, oh, sorry, you got that? 
Mm -hmm. Was speeding a little too fast? Oh, found it. Okay, good. All right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, that's all right. Flip over to the next page then. Oh, sure. Sorry. Now that we just got there. <laughs> really slowly. We're <laughs> um, remedial enough. I yeah. know, right? Um, okay, so right there at the top, it says, the initial creation was not perfect in the sense that it was complete, but it was perfect for the first stage of God's six-day plan of creation. So in other words, God got out the things that he needed, right? He created the heavens and the earth, and he's looking at, all right, now I'm going to fill it. It was formless and without void because he hadn't begun to form yet, right? Isn't that the logical explanation? Right. Mm -hmm. So this Henry Morris said, um, likewise, the word bohu does not connotate a desolation, it just simply means emptiness um, and that there were no inhabitants, so it was void, okay? So God, in the beginning, you could say in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth or space and matter, and the matter so created was at first unformed and uninhabited. To me, that makes sense. You don't it, have to throw in a gap theory there. And the Amplified Bible says, mm -hmm. with no clear discernible features, it was a mass of raw materials. Yeah, raw materials, yeah. right? He got out the clay, so to speak. And mm -hmm. um, we talked that first week, we talked about how we can't come up with anything out of nothing, that bara, right? Um, but God does. So he created the matter at that point with the heavens and the earth, and he went to go fill it, right? And, um, okay, so now let's flip over. Um, what page is this? Good question. Um, oh. Okay, um, page 52. You see where the page number is at the top? Okay, so right there, this activity of the Holy Spirit. So we've determined that. Now the Holy Spirit is hovering over the waters, and it's called that of moving in the presence of the waters. And the word moved um, in Hebrew occurs only three times in the Old Testament. The other two being translated shake and fluttereth, respectively. Some commentators relate the word particularly to the hovering of mother hen or the eagle that, that talks about in scripture. Um, and then in any case, the idea seems to be mainly that of a rapid back and forth motion. In modern scientific terminology, the best translation would probably be <coughs> vibrated. If the universe is to be energized, there must be an energizer. And if it is to be set in motion, there must be a prime mover. And so skipping down to waves are typically rapid back and forth movements, and they are normally produced by the vibratory motion of a wave generator of some kind. So the Holy Spirit became the energy with which sparked the matter to start coming together, right? Um, so this movement here is, here's God saying, we see the triunity already in the beginning. You've got God creating the heavens and the earth, You've got the word of God that's going to be let there be light, and you've got the Holy Spirit that's hovering over the water. So we already see right away in the beginning, as we did in verse 1, um, the triunity is there. All right, skipping back to our notes. I just like the word fluttereth. Yes. <laughs> what did you say? The word fluttereth. Fluttereth. It is a good word, isn't it? It's a fun one. <laughs> All right, second page of your notes. 
Um, no page numbers, I'm gonna have to get that together. Um, so whatever merit the gap theory may have, it cannot explain one thing in particular. We already talked about that there was nothing been created yet, according to God. But second of all, you cannot have an extinction and fossilization of animals before death has entered the picture. So part of the gap theory is that there's these fossils that have been here for millions of years before God created all these other things, blah, blah, blah. And um, we can't, because Romans 5.12 even tells us plainly that death came by Adam. So we could not have had death before then. I'm so sorry. This It's this page. No, you went too far. Um, so it's from last week? Is that what we're doing yes. right now? Yeah. These are from this week. Girl, I think your pages are out of whack. <laughs> I can't help you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I tried to look at yours. Start and I was again. Like, uh... Start again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 says, Death came through man. Um, elements. I'm missing the first two pages. That's, That's what it is. Yeah, and like you don't even have them. <laughs> like, like, uh, details. Yeah, details. Uh, what a, come yeah, on. Come on. <laughs> um, so those matter, the matter, matter and the molecules, we'll just put the word together and just be faster, um, were present but not yet energized. And although the universe had been created, it had yet um, been given energy and set in motion, had not yet. And it was awaiting the action in the word of God. So um, the materials were all there. Materials were all there. It was, it was, um, what did I say it was? It was <coughs> no discernible features on it. The raw materials were there, but mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit hadn't um, fluttereth. Hadn't fluttereth. <laughs> <laughs> what does fluttereth mean? It's on it's the, yeah. move rapidly back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Think about uh, this. It is King James Bible Dictionary. Quick and irregular motion, vibration, undulation, as the flutter of a fan. There you go. Or okay. hurry, tumult, uh, agitation <laughs> of the mind. One of the... Um, I would think like fluttered of your eyes. It's like flutter, sure. but King James is yes. flutter up. It's by, the vibrating... Motion that was happening, right? The energy about to happen. Okay, but here's something to think of too. One of the words for the Holy Spirit is wind, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think of here he is about to create and he, right? The wind is there. Just the same as Adam, right? For mm-hmm. he breathed into Adam. So he's about to breathe into creation and create. So um, beautiful. Verses 3 through 5 say, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning on the first day. What's your observations there? Light is wave, and so the fluttering or the vibration makes complete sense. Yeah. And... Hmm? Light waves. Yeah. Light waves. Who do we know to be light? Jesus. Jesus, right? That I mean, right there in, in John chapter 1, he says, God in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, right? Okay. And then he goes on to talk about, and God 
and he was a light, right? Yep. Um, so right there we see, and Jesus is there in the midst of that, again, with that triunity. Um, but he says, let, there, let it be, right? And he, he spoke it, and he, he created it. Um, I, okay, so when I said by his word, he created everything except man, um, that's not true. I, that's where a lie is right there. Um, because he also formed the animals of the earth with the dust. Okay, so... Um, the bottom of that page. Yeah, let there be... He spoke it, and by his word, he created oh. everything except man. It should be man and animals oh. and the beasts of the land. So he created everything except man and the animals? Well, he created them, uh, but just by spoking. By spoking, he molded them. By spoking, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how could there be... How could there be light... Um, if he hasn't created the sun, moon, and stars yet. Movement creates light. Hmm? Anybody else? The energy. Okay. Because he's God. Because he he's God. Whatever he wants to. Right? <laughs> well, we, and don't you think at that point, um, wasn't he kind of setting in place um, the time? I mean, is that is that verse one? He said, "Time began in motion." Yes, and so when he did the the day and the night, mm -hmm. didn't that put into place our twenty four hour? Yes, and at that point, um, he was acting as the one that spun the earth, and you know, and mm -hmm. all that. There's a verse I didn't write it down. Something about the angels holding like the four corners of the earth. And um, I don't, it's not that important or anything, but um, but there's maybe a little more to it than what we can fathom scientifically or spiritually. Um, also, um, I am definitely not a scientist, and maybe some of you know or care to look into it further. But light, they now know, has is not have anything to do with the sun, moon, and the stars. There's a science thing behind that. Um, so that's one. Thing. The other thing is we know um, God is called light. Of them, or? Yeah, something like um, how we see colors, how we see things. I, I really should find out more information before I open my mouth. <laughs> yeah, the reflection. Like uh, it has something to do with something else. Revelation okay. seven one. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'll just make a note and we'll figure that one out and I'll yeah. shut my what mouth. Is, what <laughs> is Revelation 7? I, like, I don't know. Good, good. Good. Well, if I Google <laughs> light without sun or moon, I'm probably not going to see very much. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that's why we'll look at that. Where where you're for it, you're Revelation 7 1. Then I saw oh. four angels standing oh. at the four corners of the earth. Yeah. Okay. So, four what does that mean, though? Four corners of the earth when it's a sphere. Right? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't we think talked about that. North, south, east, west, maybe. <laughs> maybe not square corners, right? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. You are opening up so many seminars in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> we go there. Just thinking that, yeah. uh, and we will come back to the light thing because I know it's there. I just, I'm yeah. not smart enough to know it. Um, and then, so we're looking here. He's light. We know that scripture says that God is light. Um, 
we know he's the um what's the word i'm looking for now okay mm-hmm. with your question i'm sorry yeah like are we just overcomplicating or overcomplicating it because he simply just said let there be light yeah like do we need to know anymore like oh, we won't know all the answers <laughs> but we do know that scripture <laughs> says that god himself is light yeah, yeah. so but some people so have really to want to that know that answer. Into our, mm-hmm. Because you know? that's like the way... I'm like, because I just... There's our answer. He said it. Yeah. And it just was. Well, like, <laughs> even in today's world, not all light comes from the sun. That is not coming from the sun. No. True, true, true. You know, true. So that's yeah. where, like, And the reason why I bring those things is. up <laughs> is because those are evolution points. Yeah. That they, they'll attack scripture and say that's not possible mm. it's myth it's not true yeah. it's there's not no possible documentation right there's no proof of fact right yeah, show me don't tell have. me i don't show want me. to be around people like that but we are sometimes <laughs> sometimes we are and i'll just leave it at that um why though just even looking at that gap theory um Born Wearsby said, why would God ruin the whole of creation because of Satan's rebellion? And if he created it instantly, why would he take six days to restore it? I love that question. I know we're kind of jumping back just a little bit, but just to kind of, because the gap theory is, a, is very popular, you know? And so something to think about. That's how they drag out the age. That's how they it's drag not, out. It's not a young earth. I thought the gap theory happened further into the Old Testament for some? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. It seems to be between verses 1 and 2. And that's why they're saying, oh, the Christians are crazy if they believe yeah. in a creation earth because the earth is so much older than that. Well, and one thing, remember, we talked about in verse 1 oh, that the right one. there's no verse and chapter breaks. Right. And so what we see here is constantly, like in verse 3, Excuse me, and in verse 4, and, and then and, and then mm-hmm. and, because it's like a constant, like a run-on sentence, right? It is meant to be read together and not, <clears throat> excuse me, have these breaks in between. <clears throat> but if you're an evolutionist or you're a creation, uh, um, well, you're a Christian and, and you don't believe in the creation account, you're going to look for whatever is going to try to make your puzzle fit, you know? And if you can say, well, I can see between verse 1 and 2 that God had to recreate, right? Um, then you know what? Another one you might be thinking of is um, between chapters 1 and 2, or in chapter 2, when he retells from a zoomed-in story. In story of no, I'm creation. thinking further back into, like, closer to between the Old Testament and New Testament. Oh, I, I'm not aware of that one, mm-hmm. Okay. I could be way off. Okay. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. Um, so I am on the page. It has Jeremiah 4.23 at the top. Okay. And um, down at the bottom is some of those verses there. Okay. God is light. John 1.5. He wears light as a garment. Psalm 104.2. Habakkuk 3.3. 3 through 4. Um, and no sun or moon in the new heaven or new, the new earth. In Revelation 22, 5, it says, because, again, God is there, so the light doesn't need to be there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so. I don't think I have that page. Oh. She has one right here. Here you go. You had the first two pages, and yeah, she, has, she, has, she has the rest of them. Okay. <laughs> she has the rest of your pages. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, golly, there it is. Oh, we're entertaining whoever's going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, right? So the evening and the morning were the first day. What do we recognize about that? That it was good. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Did it say that? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. He didn't say that was. He good. didn't say that was good yet. I'm pretty sure it was. Well, he's setting the time frame of the day. Mm-hmm. It starts mm-hmm. in the morning and mm-hmm. ends at the mm-hmm. evening. In the evening. Mm-hmm. Opposite. 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 It starts in the evening. Mm-hmm. And That's in... right because it's the, uh, Jewish. the Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, is it though? Because it says the evening passed and morning came, mm-hmm. marking the first day. So did it was it marked at the time the morning came? What does that mean? I think it morning came. I think it's no. I think it's marked. Think about when they did um, everything. It, yeah, when it they started said, the Sabbath started yep. in the night, the mm-hmm. the evening before Saturday, and it had to work that way for the crucifixion mm-hmm. and the right, you know, three days. Mm-hmm. So, so, again, like they're saying, look at who your audience is, right? Mm-hmm. The Jewish people starts their day started at sunset mm-hmm. and ran to sunset the next day, which I think it says sunrise, mm-hmm. um, which was a lie again. Um, mm-hmm. Not on purpose, just tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that yom right there, you see that that is the word, the Hebrew word for day, okay? And in reference to time, it is consistently in Scripture meaning a 24-hour day. So what we have, though, is periods of, excuse me, people that say this day-age theory. So they're saying days one through six are long millions of years, right? A geological age. A geological age, age right? Um, but, again, let's look at it logically. We know that animals and plants, um, they could not exist without each other, right? Just think of the cycle of the bees and the flowers. And, and, and you know, the, I know it wasn't that long ago people were saying we have an extinction, extinction on bees and, um, and that that's going to be a huge issue. And um, so we know that we need these different things in order. But if we have a literal six-day um, of creation, things are happening fast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, and God, obviously, outside of time and creating this, knows exactly what he can do, and um, he would have done that. If millions of years existed, it would just not be possible to have one without the other. Um, and then we've talked about before um, that people will take the scripture... One of them being, okay, thanks. Um, Second Peter three eight through nine. Um, could somebody look that up and read it? While you're up. Now that she's back Second Peter three eight oh, through I nine. I only have Genesis. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> But you have your phone. Oh, yeah, you do have pictures. I don't have the Bible on this one. Yeah. My old phone. Goes. Are you looking for Second mm-hmm. Peter? Oh, chapter three, yeah, your verses eight and nine. The pictures. 
of the ripples. Would you please show us the pictures when we get to those days? Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. What is the context of that verse? That's why you can get so much stuff done. Maybe? Nope. (laughs) But that's okay. It's a good thought. Mm -hmm. What's he talking about? What's... Why is he saying a day is like a thousand years? That's how... <clears throat> it's okay. Read the verse again. No, I don't have it. Oh, okay. Want me to read it again? Yeah, read yeah. it again and listen. But you, must no, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Oh, he's given us a lot, given us all the time we need. All the grace and time. He's long-suffering because he wants you to come to him. He's going to give us, yeah, yeah, he's just going to give us. Yeah, this is nothing. All to be saved. He wants all to be saved, that none should perish. This has nothing to do Mm -hmm. with him saying a day is a thousand years or a thousand years is a day. So it wasn't a thousand years to create day one. Yes. A thousand years for day two. Right. And, but that is what they will say in mm-hmm. a day-age theory, or it could be a geological age. It could be any number of blah, 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 which I told you in verse week, first week, <laughs> week one, that, um, you know, it's the one place that I feel that our J. Vernon McGee is kind of letting us down, is that he allows for those kinds of things. Now, we don't, I really feel like, this is my personal opinion, um, I really feel like it's very clear, clear when you read the Hebrew what a day is and that this is a literal six-day creation, mm-hmm. okay? I, I really feel that is. I don't know why he lost his mind, um, but he's so smart and so many other things. But I'm going to fail. Man is going to fail. Um, and I never really felt like yeah. he said that so much mm-hmm. as he made it sound like... Um, well, and he did talk about, too, like, well, we don't know how long they were in the garden. Blah, blah, right. Blah, and, you know. and, he, he, and about the whole fall of Satan is where I... In the fall of Satan, he yeah. was a gap theory. He was a gap theory. Then. Yeah. So he really, um, I wasn't thrilled with, but there are other things in the articles that I gave you um, that had really good information about evolution. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we're just out here. It's not the most important thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I do believe that there are people that are Christians that are going to believe in evolution, and they're still going to be, you know, entering the pearly gates as well. And finding um, it totally wrong. Yeah, and <laughs> having it totally wrong. Just like, <laughs> just like Brad is sure that there's no pre, um, there's not going to be any rapture, there's no, you know, pre-tribulation, but I'm still going to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Cause, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's all these theories in, that we can chew on, right? He doesn't believe in a rapture? Uh, no, he, not in the same that we do. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I don't want to talk about Brad on the... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad! <laughs> <laughs> he knows, though. He knows. Okay. 
Um, anyway, so in context, this is not the day they're talking about. In context, day, yom in Hebrew is, is a 24-hour day. And if God meant to say it was longer than 24 hours, he would have used a different word. Plain and simple. Um, because it's important that they know these things. We'll look at that a little further down when we get to the Sabbath day of why a 24-hour day makes sense. Um, There's, mm-hmm. uh, just to say that uh, Genesis is, is pretty literal yeah. in everything that it says. It's not like the book of Daniel or the book of Revelation. Revelation. Mm-hmm. If it was like that, then we could say those mm-hmm. things. But this is very literal in mean, every... Yeah. To the point. Through yeah. the whole book of Genesis. So well, you it makes sense that it's a literal. Well, yeah. You can't say that, well, chapters 11 on are very literal... But chapters 1 through 11, they're not literal. You know, the Mm -hmm. whole thing is very literal. Yeah. And in week 1, we talked a little bit about that, like where where it was like in the New Testament referring back to Genesis and it being referred to as a very literal, real thing that happened, right? Mm -hmm. Um, By Jesus, by by some of the disciples. Mm -hmm. Um, We can also look at God versus evolution. God says... Um, the earth was created before the sun and the stars, and evolution says it's the opposite. Um, God says the earth was initially covered with water. Evolution says it was covered with a molten blob. God says the ocean first, then dry land. Evolution says opposite. Where do they get opposite on something like that? I, um, I, do- I mean, that's just... Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Just to be argumentative? To be, I guess, because they, I'm going to only take a stab in the dark, because I think dinosaurs were supposed to be there before the fish that turned into men or whatever. Hmm. Um, That's just a stab. I could be wrong. Um, God says life was first created on land. Uh, Oh, okay, maybe I have that wrong. And then evolution says ocean first, so maybe I have that. Because don't they seem opposite? Ocean first. No, because no, if God says right. the earth yeah. was initially covered with water, well, then the oceans would be first, mm-hmm. then the dry land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then God plants were created before the sun, and evolution says plants were created long after the sun. God says land animals, then birds. Evolution says opposite. God says whales, then land animals, and evolution says opposite. So there's more to it than just um, looking at God's account of creation is that evolution's just got a whole, its own set of facts or theories would be the right word. Um, So moving on then to day two, uh, verse six. Show us our picture. Oh, yes, we need our picture. Sorry. God said, let there be light. You're up. (laughs) Wait, light? We're on day two. Water. Water. Oh. Yep, day two. Water. Ooh. Nice. And look at the okay. the, the way the wind ripples the energy. <laughs> the flood the flutter the flutter the fluttering. fluttering. It fluttering. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay. So um verse six says, And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made oh, the expanse. The cloud water. Ooh, the cloud water, yep. The top water separated the water under the expanse from the water above it and it was so and God called the expanse sky and there was evening and there was morning on the second day 
So that was really hard for me to wrap my brain around the water being separated from the water. And like, I just don't have that kind of brain. But um, this expanse, the waters in the heaven, and there's going to be these waters on the earth, right? But it's that whole, um, the protection layer around the earth was dense, right? Which is why they didn't have the radiation um, prior to the flood. Um, so they live longer. Um, Adam was like 930 years old and things started declining after that. Yeah. Um, so though there was enough water to protect the earth from the harmful radiation of the sun. And then um, it allowed for this lush growth because there was this mist. And if you think about like they'll even, you know, gardening and whatnot, like a constant mist is much more effective than just going and watering once or twice a day or whatever. So there was this constant mist just going around. And, you know, Jill brought it up before. Um, there, had, there was no rain until Noah, right? So um, that the hydrological uh, system was completely different at that point. Um, but Henry Morris, um, again, he is the um, creation scientist, that, and he said... Um, it was a sufficient amount um, to account for sedimentary rock and fossil records. So when all there was that enough water around the earth that when it came down and came up, that it rained for the 40 days and 40 nights. And there was enough that it would have laid that down and um, we could have had the fossils and the sedimentary records that, that we have. Um, Scientists now say that that water that is around would only amount to about one inch across the earth. So when it dumped on Noah's day, um, the 40 days and 40 nights, now it's a thin layer, which is now why radiation's higher, aging is uh, more rapid, um, <clears throat> things like that. Um, so... We saw it didn't say good yet, right? Not yet. Right? <laughs> okay, somebody want to read 9 and 10? Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. It was good. It was good. Why do you think it was good that day and not the other days? I think it was good the other days. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It was very but good the other days. I think he chooses his words carefully. I don't know. I would have been impressed with all of the days. I would have been <laughs> impressed. I'm sure God was because it tells us. <laughs> Um, so on that third day, keep going on verses 11 through 13. Through 13? Mm -hmm. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. 
and God saw that it was good. So the evening and morning were the third day. So my thought was maybe on verse 10, it's like he finished the groundwork and was like, this is going to be good. I'm going to start life, right? (laughs) That was just my thought in my head. (laughs) And so then he produces these seed-bearing plants and trees, et cetera, et cetera. And notice um, the seed is already in it. How is that weird? Which, which came first, the chicken or the oh, egg? The chicken. chicken. <laughs> That's exactly chicken what I was thinking. chicken came first. So one thing we can say oh. about age, so to speak, of the earth and fossilization, etc., is that God did not create things um, immature. He created them mature, right? We have, right, because Adam and Eve were not infants. They right, were they were adult. full-grown adult, mm-hmm. male and female. Fruit-bearing. Fruit bearing, right? Um, so we already have seed with fruit in it, which we know starts from a seed, and then it takes a really long season for it to come about, right? So God started things mature. Um, but we also see here he's very specific throughout his creation that things are to be after their own kind. Mm-hmm. We cannot cross oranges and bananas and get grapes, etc. right? Mm-hmm. Um Everything will be... We can do some type of grafting. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> what about the the tangelo? Right. We can, but it's still in the citrus family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but you, you don't get pineapple and banana. Yeah. No, you can't no. graft unless, them together. Unless you buy it from the Dole Company. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in a can. Yeah. <laughs> you can't grow it but that way. Within its own kind, we can graft different things. We know that, right? Um, don't they have like an apple pear or something like that? They might, but it's still the same. So it wasn't that we turned, we started as a fish and then came out right. as a lizard and then turned into exactly. a monkey and then that turned I into know. a human. <laughs> because we... <laughs> right. They can cross, do some things, yes, but um, we can't do crazy stuff. He's saying the seed after its own kinds within its families, right? And then verse... Uh, 14. Someone want to read 14 through 19? I can read it. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. 19 also. And the evening passed and morning came, marking the fourth day. There you go. So what do you make on the fourth day? The sun, the moon, and the stars. For astrological signs? No? No. Oh, to light the day from the night. And to to light the earth. But you know, that, that, so this is a throwback to the first week. Mm -hmm. You were talking about how intelligent, how complex Mm -hmm. the, the man was, language Mm -hmm. and such, and how we Mm -hmm. have them. You think about the wise men, 
they were astrologists. Mm -hmm. I mean, extremely intelligent Mm -hmm. people. I mean, at that, so how could the caveman, you know, thing, because of how intelligent and Mm -hmm. advanced Mm -hmm. their thinking was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is the right word astrologist or is it astronomer? Astronomer, probably. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Astrologist, Astrologist is your science. Is your science. Yeah. 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 Here's your That's sign. Um, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. But it tells us they were they were put there for a reason. And what are some of the reasons we know in Scripture? Find Jesus. To find the birth. Find the birth, right? Mm-hmm. Except they follow mm-hmm. the stars for navigation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, and the fishermen mm-hmm. would have followed yeah. the, the, the tide. Yeah, and the, the tide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But we also know what was introduced um, in Exodus. Well, Sabbath was, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> we started so, Exodus. Right, right? I don't know. <laughs> <That's Jan. laughs> I didn't want to offend you. But the Sabbath is introduced, and they know they're supposed to rest on the Sabbath, right? If they don't know when the days are, how are they going to rest? <laughs> Beyond that, they have feasts, mm-hmm. the year of Jubilee, right? So Every seven years, the seasons, seasons, right? So. You know, when they're supposed to plant crops, when they're supposed to this or that. So these yeah. things were a big deal to them and also help us understand, again, they would have recognized it as a 24-hour day, right? And everything that's there is literal. Literal. Yeah, yeah. it had to be. But what you have is the beginnings of what some people, you know, God talks about in Scripture. He warned them, do not do what the pagans do and do not worship the stars in astrology. And, you know, he said that it was forbidden. It, It was pagan. And so is it okay to follow my horoscope? I don't believe it's God honoring. Right? Right? Um. Is it funny sometimes? Yeah, sure. Get a kick out of it. Right? Because I think these things are so vague. (laughs) Gee, yeah, that's going to fit every, you know, yeah. Or your fortune cookie or whatever, right? (laughs) But you're not even supposed to do it for fun. No, not even. No, God doesn't want us. He says he's a jealous God. He doesn't want us to divide um, and and look at those kinds of things. And Because Satan has a way of getting in there and saying, well, are you sure? Just like he did with Eve, you know. Are you sure that God said you shouldn't look at that? I mean, it's just for fun. But look, this did happen. Right. This did happen in your day-to-day. Right? Yeah, because it was so vague. Remember last week when you read that and that did happen? Something prosperous was going to happen. You want to read it again tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So just stay away from it. Stay away from it. Um, That's not how God wants us to. God wants us to seek him, right? Um, Not our astrological charts. Okay. Oh, I closed my Bible. So the fifth day, someone want to read that one? And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the waters teems according Mm -hmm. to their kinds and every winged bird according to its And God saw that it was good. 
God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was an evening and there was a morning, the fifth day. So what do you see there? Some of those same words. Same kinds. Of same their kinds. Own kinds. Of their own, own kinds. kinds, right? There's one thing different here in verse 22. Mm-hmm. What did he say? He blessed them. He blessed them, right? Be fruitful, increase in number, fill <coughs> the water and the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. <coughs> and, you know, I believe that when God did that, it happened immediately. Right? He filled. So it. does this include, well, maybe this is out of the norm, but like black people with white people? We're still people. Yeah, I'm still people. Is that okay, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I hope so. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to give your brother back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still same kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll get to that, yeah. too, though. Um, verse 24, and God said, Look, the land produce living creatures according to their kinds. The kinds, again. Livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so, and God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. Now, we're going to get into a couple of different things, but before they, we do that. Did he bless the animals? Um, well, he, he didn't did. use the words. Did the birds. He did the birds and the fish, but he didn't the animals? And he didn't tell them to go multiply. I do think that. Says they are each able to reduce. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why he didn't bless the animals. (laughs) Well, we'll come back to that. Put a pin in that. (laughs) All right. So the dinosaurs. um, This came up with someone else about. Well, how how is it because you know the dinosaurs were there way before man. Well. Scripture here is telling us these large creatures and man were made on the same day because we're about to go into still on day six that God created man. And I just wanted to point out a couple of different articles, right? Um, We know if you've been around at all, um, Job chapter 40 describes, if you want to look there later or whatever, this is just for notes, right? Job chapter 40 um, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have this in your notes, so let me say it a little slower. Job chapter 40 talks about an animal that has a tail like a cedar, okay? Mm-hmm. We cannot think of any animal that has a tail like a cedar. Can you, Kelly? No. No, no, because the cedars are huge, right? I mean, people would say, well, I think it's an elephant, but an elephant Elephant's has... Elephant's tail's like a little... A little tail, right? <laughs> and Job doesn't right? even go all the way down. Unless right. Like an alligator. Uh, and the, but an alligator still doesn't have a tail like a cedar. That big, yeah. Also, it goes on to talk about... Um, it couldn't... I think in the Leviathan that he talks about, that it couldn't even penetrate the scales like with an arrow kind of a thing. Well, we know that we could attack an alligator with an arrow or stupid, but yeah. right it'd be stupid but from a distance <laughs> you know if you're robin hood or something it's a tree, a tree. You know, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Tree. big yeah. huge huge trees yeah yeah um job so, 40 you said it was job 40 one explanation delaney brought this up last week um and so credit to her is that after the flood the oxygen levels changed as well 
And um, one thing that they talk about about dinosaurs that puzzle scientists is that there's these huge dinosaurs, but they have tiny lungs. And um, so the thought was, and they could tell by breaking open rocks that apparently it still holds geological ages back, quote, um, oxygen saturation levels that were much higher. In other words, it's just saying that all scientists agree that if you could crack open a rock, there will be a higher oxygen level inside, showing that at one point it was higher. Okay, And so what they're saying is that perhaps one of the reasons the dinosaurs died off was because their lungs couldn't take it anymore mm-hmm. after the flood. And no one, one put them on the ark. Huh? No one didn't put them on the ark. Well, also, though, there was, um, we do have dinosaurs, right? The chicken. Um, Kelly could probably tell us much more about what would be done as vultures. You have to be careful Mm -hmm. if you say that dinosaurs are the chickens because that's going into evolution, right? Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's how they say dinosaurs got the chickens is through the evolution down. Okay, they're so not that's where I'm, I'm, Okay, no. All right, so don't say that. Ignore <laughs> that. A lie again. Thank you, Kelly. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should post this one. Right, should post that one? All right. No. It is what it is. People are infallible. Anyway. I have a bad news um, the But there are... <laughs> what'd you say? Your next one about the river fossils. Like. What about it? Um, so I actually Googled it because I've never heard of it before. Yeah. And the doctor who put it on for the institute... Uh, creation and research, Dr. John Morris, who came up with it, found them, said it was human. He actually said after a little bit, they found iron contents and other things that make it more of a bipedal dinosaur than a human. Hmm. Um, <coughs> I can get more fancy into it if you want me to, nope. reading the article. But he said at the end, essentially he goes, okay, this is not, um, they're too ambiguous, meaning they're not certain enough to be used as anti-evolution as far as dinosaurs and humans are the same thing, but good evidence for the flood. Mm. Um, So he said, you know, as we were going through scientifically, it's lean, maybe it's not for sure human. And so Mm. they pulled their books because, and he put in here, we are Christians, we are more for the truth. And so if we're not 100% sure, we should pull it. Yeah, that makes sense. And so he pretty much said, we're not 100% sure, so don't use it for anti-evolution. Okay. Now. But there are prints in Australia that kind of are similar, but again, mm-hmm. they're having a hard time proving it for sure. Um, and so they're thinking it might be good for anti-flood, but not necessarily dinosaurs and humans at the same time. For anti-flood or? For flood. For, for flood. Good flood. At, for the flood. flood yeah. Catastrophism. Because I thought most there cultures too agree that. Yeah. yeah. No, they mostly do, but... There are still some that are out there, so yeah. they're using it for that. But it's the Institute for Christian, or no, mm. Institute for Creation, Creation Research. Research. Yeah. So. Where's the other one? Because I hadn't Where's... heard of the Paloxy River, and there are things that are hidden in science. So are you looking, looking at the one? Okay, there's two Paloxys. This is the one with the dinosaur tracks with the human footprint right next to me. And in where Texas. do I have that at? Um, your last yeah. page. Your last page of your notes. Glen Rose, Texas, Wallaxi River. Yes. Okay. So. And what you're saying is the ones they thought were man's footprints. He's saying now it's not. a little ambiguous. It's not it for could sure. possibly. Not since, we, 
It is, um, that makes sense. And since for creation is victory have to be over the top. Yes. Like for sure. He's saying there's six pages back. It'll be on the top. And then it's the top. Are you missing that page? Glenn Rose. Maybe I am missing that page. Am I missing that page? You're missing that page. Unless it's that way. And they use like video and pictures of everything to make sure that no one could say fraud. No. You're missing that page. I'm missing that page. What you want them to do. Right. No. They did it all correctly, which is, it's kind of an interesting article. I think it accidentally got deleted off of mine. Because right, it should have been right there. No, right? That's not no, it. no, that's not it. Nope. It's because there's man in our this image. Is, it looks this like is that this. page. So they, they it's the last several page months of after the beginning of the blood. Okay. Um, yeah, it should be right three. after this one. All right, so, so I'm start. missing that. Um, okay. In other news. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good to know. I Because we don't want to... I mean, obviously, if the Creation Research Institute is saying, hey, we're retracting yeah, they that. Book. So there is another one, though. It's called um, the Turkmen Paluxy. Um, and that said, there is more than 3,000 dino and man footprints together and cross-secting. Um, and this is Turkmenistan. So if you want to look that one up. Um, Turkmenistan. Um, it's called the Turkmen Paluxy. Uh, and that was showing, okay, and then the journalist says, oh, um, because we know that humans appeared much later than dinosaurs, there was an extraterrestrial who walked in his <laughs> swimsuit along the seaside. Swimsuit was defined in that. Yeah, in his mm-hmm. swimsuit. I thought, this guy's a wacko. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I don't think that I gave you a thing on that one because um, that's Mount St. Helens, Mount St. Helens. That's the journalist Alexander Fushin. Yeah. In the thirty-first January, nineteen ninety-five edition of Prov. <laughs> I've heard of that name. Yeah. 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 It's a newspaper in the former USSR. It's a newspaper. I don't know how to say it. Watch your knuckles in Russian. Well, at least you know it was Russian. It said Russian. Oh. <laughs> it said a Russian newspaper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is your two hours running? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want something to eat? Want me to go find crackers or anything? No. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, Ke- while Kelly's looking at that, um, and we go on to the next thing that she can look up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm like, no, no. I'm glad you're looking it up. Um, and then there was a T-Rex bone that was found by an evolutionist. Her name is Mary Schweitzer. And they found this huge T-Rex, and they couldn't get it into the helicopter, so they had to cut the bone in order to get it. And when they cut the bone, um, it was even oozing in some spots um, because there was soft tissue inside, blood vessels, blood cells. And, like, no scientists would touch a comment on it because there's, like, there's zero possibility of that having been preserved for millions of years. And so they were like, I'm not commenting. 
Um, but so this is what she wound up saying. So that leaves us with two alternatives for interpretation. Either the dinosaurs aren't as old as we think they are, or maybe we don't know exactly how things got preserved. And well, we know there was a flood, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in fact, where are they found? They're found in the marshlands where scripture in Job talks about them being near the marshlands. So um, we can look at some of these things. You have some articles that I gave you on Mount St. Helens and how um, it showed that when catastrophe happened, it laid down um, and made, you know, if they were to do the carbon dating or whatever, it would make sense. Or there's trees that have gone, grown through what looked like millions of years, you know, things like that. So there's some more information there that you can look at. But going into verse 27, and he says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, and they will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food, and it was so. So they were all... Vegetarians. Vegetarians, right? Before. So there was no scare of the dinosaur eating you prior to the flood. So <laughs> they were laying down, and then, you know, Revelation tells us in the future in heaven that they will lay down again, right, mm -hmm. together. Um, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. So we were made in his image. He breathed, and we became, man became a living soul. And um, what does it mean to be made in his image? As a man? Yeah. I mean, what is, but it is, yeah, we are men, yeah, but... <clears throat> do we look like God? Is it that we have the same characteristics? That he's got like the same of nose? Of his character? Of his character? Yeah. Maybe it means like we have um, a body, a spirit, a soul. Mm -hmm. A soul like God has. It is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's that we are triune like God, body, yeah. spirit, and soul. I think it is that we are the one very being that has a soul that can go be with he God. He wants to save our soul. Right. Or spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but if you ask my grandson, as some of you may have heard, um, Jude had asked his parents, what does God look like? And they said, well, I don't know. Maybe this or that. And they were guessing. And then Porter got frustrated and he said, uh, No. You're all wrong. He looks like Pastor Jim. <laughs> I was going to say, he looks like, was it Jake or Jake. Corey? <laughs> it was Jake that was Jake God. Jake Spouse that was God uh, for, oh, that's funny. At, no, yeah, the uh, Harvest Festival at Oana. Yeah. Yep. No. Porter is absolutely convinced Pastor Jim is the image of God. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. So Do I feel honored. Yes, right. <laughs> right? And, and Emma just wants to know who the pastor is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, so we probably have to do a, a second one. Part two. Okay. So um, be fruitful, multiply, rule over all. We see that. We know Matt, Adam was created from dust. First Corinthians fifteen forty seven confirms that. Are we now on today's? Almost. Um, and it's proven that you know us being we have all the elements of dirt, right? Nitrogen, oxygen, calcium, etc. Um, we talked about dinosaurs and man created on the same day. They all had a vegetarian diet prior to the flood, um, and he said it was very good. And he looked at the land, and he saw the dead fossils, and he said it was good. Is that true? He saw the dead fossils. What? It's a joke. Oh, (laughs) that's not in there. (laughs) No, there's no way that God would have seen death and decay on day six at the end of it and called it very good if there was death and decay, right? So just another reason why we can look at those theories and say that does not make sense, right? So skipping over to chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array, and by the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day he rested from all his work, and God blessed the seventh day, and he made it holy, he set it apart, um, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Was he tired? No. 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 God does not get tired. <clears throat> Isaiah 40, 28 tells us that. Um, we can see again this that literal seven days, and um, we can see that in more, that literal six days. There's some verses there for you is more than Genesis. It talks about it in Exodus. Um, he was satisfied with his creation, and that's why he rested. I think he sat back and said, I love it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it, one, um, one thing we can know, take from this is that it does not say evening and morning on the seventh day. Interesting, right? And that is because I, I, I believe... Smarter than people than me came up with the fact that God's rest has no end. And mm. we enter into that rest as well. That Thank is, goodness. Right? Right? And um, he blessed the Sabbath. We see that there. He sanctified it and set it apart. Although we know that scripture says that... Um, She's, we don't have this page. Yeah. Oh, these oh. are extra little blurbs. Oh, excuse me. No, that's all right. Um, that... The uh, the Sabbath was not something that we have to hold to now because every day is a day of praise and worship. Every day is, is a day that we serve. Um, and so, you know, Scripture tells us in the New Testament that we don't have to observe certain days. Now, if you choose to observe a certain day, go ahead. If you choose to eat meat or be a vegetarian, go ahead. Just don't tell me what to do, right? Um, that's That's a nutshell of just love someone and... And mind your own business, right? Second Corinthians five seventeen um, says we are a new creation. I know you're laughing already, right? Um, we are a new creation, and we enter into His spiritual rest in Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Um, I love this. Warren Wiersbe said the seventh day 
of the Jewish Sabbath symbolizes the old creation in the law. And then um, first you work and then you rest. And then we have the first day of the week being Sunday now, um, the resurrection day that, you know, the Lord's day that they started celebrating on symbolizes new creation and the covenant of grace. Um, so you find your rest in Christ and then you go to work, right? Um, so that seeing that in scripture, that contrast there between the old and the new. All right, we'll skip to today's, which is pretty short. Thank you. Right. Um, and we're going to cover all chapter, the rest of chapter 2 with this. Verses 4 through 6 say, This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. And when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Um, so there's not a contradiction here. God is just zooming in, um, remembering um, that things happen quickly. He made the plants and the animals, and then he made Adam to govern and care for it all. Um, but one of the things that we notice right away um, <clears throat> is that he said in verse 5, there was no man to work the ground. So work was already... Um, factored into the picture before Adam was even created. God, it was his plan. Um, I know that we think work is a curse, but it does say in Scripture, after sin, it was a toil. It, was, it became hard, right? Mm -hmm. But God has never meant for work to be a curse. Um, in fact, in 1 Corinthians 3.9, he says, we are laborers together with God. I know there's other scripture that talks about it. Is it's a it's a joy for a man to work with his hands that God created that as a blessing. Right? Um, so going down verse seven, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. And in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and from there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon, and it winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. And the name of the second river is the Gishon, or Gahan, and it winds through the entire land of Cush. And the name of the third river is the Tigris, and it runs along the east side of the Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when it, you eat of it, you will surely die. So we see that God himself, in verse 8, planted the garden, and he placed Adam there. Garden, <clears throat> the words for that, are enclosed or protected. It was never designed for Adam and Eve to be outside of the God's protection, the same as it is with us. 
never designed to be out of his protection, out of his sphere. Um, but sin separated them and sin separates us. There is not an exact place where these rivers are. I know, I mean, I think I have maps maybe in here or something, um, but there's really, there's not. And maybe that's because of, you know, whatever theories, maybe because, well, God guarded it and he didn't want anybody to go into it anymore. Um, maybe it's because of the flood and it dispersing the lands and um, who knows, right? So those four rivers... I know they exist. Yeah, I was going to say, especially not, two of them. Two the, of them I know exist. The Tigris yeah. and the Euphrates, but yep. not if you were to look on a map but and they find those four rivers intersecting, you're not going to find that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and there's some controversy <clears throat> over where a couple of these rivers could be located as well because there's more than one. Another thought was that um, prior to the flood, um, they may have had similar names that were passed down that it's just not the same river, you know. Either way, I believe God left it a mystery because we weren't supposed to go back there, right? There, yeah. um, that's for future us, right? Um, <clears throat> again, noticing the trees are fully grown, man's fully grown, um, and Adam was to tend to watch over it. Um, and then we see in verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone, and I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air, and he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that's what its name, that was its name. Okay, so the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Now, <clears throat> you probably have a note down there that says, or side, instead of his rib. Um, and so basically, who knows if it's rib or just, you know, obviously he goes on to say, um, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. So there's more than just bone that was taken, right, out of his side. Um, and she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Um, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. So Adam, he's naming all these pairs of animals coming to him, and he's like, I don't see anyone that's like me. Right? Because they were all in pairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they were meant to be fruitful and multiply, so it would make sense there would be male and female, right? Um, but he says, there's no one like me. And so God says, you know, it's not good that man be alone. Now, there are times that God, you know, Scripture tells us some were called to be single, and they're blessed with that. Um, but for the most part, we know we don't like to be alone, Right? Um, and God, we see right there that, that first surgery, that deep sleep, and he takes it out. And remember that this being the first Adam and that Jesus is called the second Adam. Have you ever heard that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I love this analogy that in the first Adam, you have coming out of the side, the woman, right? The second Adam, 
Jesus is pierced in the side, and out of that, the bride of Christ. We have the bride of Christ. So a cool picture of him being that second Adam. Um, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, and that they become one flesh. Um, verse 24, man leaves mother and father, and two are united as one. In verse 25, they were naked and felt no shame. Well, after sin, they immediately did what? Clothe themselves. Clothe themselves, Covered right? Themselves, yeah. But isn't that kind of a strange thing to say? Hmm. That, that he'll leave his mother and father? Because he was, didn't have a mother and father. Well, that's true. Um, Neither. But you remember, though, it's Moses that is writing this? Yes. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's showing the whole plan of God from the beginning. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Was that makes that, sense. This is why God did this, because this is what he wanted. Yes. And this yeah, was the picture of it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I always think of it as God is saying it. Yeah. Any thoughts? Anything else? No? We blew through a lot. <laughs>